some of you know that I've often said I'm from the south side of heaven. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have for us about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? Uh, you know where I'm going with this. We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly, that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. And I'm Ash Epp. How was your birthday weekend? It was good. I had a great birthday. It was a great birthday, great birthday weekend. I'm obviously in Texas right now. I'll be here for the next little bit, so I will be, I will be uh, going remote with you. Here, yeah, how was your it's, weekend? It's obvious it's to us, but it's, it's not obvious to the audience because it looks like you're in Colorado. <laughs> but Joe is but Joe is traveling. Yeah, no, my Memorial Day weekend was great. We have a, a, we got a big dumpster and we've been purging. So we've, you know, cleaned the basement, cleaned the garage, finishing up with the backyard today, getting it all ready, ready for spring. So that was good. Well, well, we, we have a lot of work today because um, they're not pretending anymore on gun control. Gun control now is not something where they're saying, oh, you know, we want to do universal background checks. They're, they're actually going for the full Monty. And it's, it's actually really scary because it puts every American in a place where they're unsafe. They're unsafe because the government that is staring in front of us, that we sit in front of us, now can't hide the fact that they're absolutely evil and the evil that they represent. Um, so we, we saw what's, what's happening in the United States, but you know, so goes Canada, so goes the United States. Ash, did you see what they did in Canada? Yeah, I did. I want to, before we jump into Canada, I want to give everybody an update and, and really bring you into this conversation as well, Joe, because you weren't with us on Friday when, when Apollo and I went through what's happening with the Supreme Court. Um, so it's, you know, it, quite the coincidence that we're having this narrative on, uh, on gun control, that we're having horrible shootings. We'll, we'll talk about in a little bit that there was, you know, many mass, over a dozen mass shootings, what they're calling mass shootings over Memorial Day weekend. But with the Uvalde shooting, there have been some developments. Mr. Producer, can you please play A1? Like any other in Uvalde, Texas, the community is mourning the victims of last week's killings and funerals begin this week. There is growing outrage over what appears to be a bungled response by local law enforcement on that tragic day. Correspondent Jeff Paul is in Uvalde tonight. Hello, Jeff. Yeah, Mike, what would normally be the kickoff of summer break is instead being marked by unimaginable loss. Many of Uvalde's kids will be saying goodbye to their friends this week as the memorial services, the many that will be happening, get underway. 
in a city of 16,000 people, losing just one is hard enough. It's devastating because they were, they were almost done with school and they were barely starting their life. But the loss of 19 young minds and two women who helped shape them creates a gap that'll never be filled. It's painful because uh, from day one, we make flowers for them uh, when the child is born. We make flowers for their first birthday. It hurts right now, everybody. On this Memorial Day, Texas Governor Greg Abbott wants the focus to also be on Uvalde. As Texans, we must come together and lift up Uvalde and support them in every way that we possibly can. It's a call to action that greeted Governor Abbott while he joined President Joe Biden during his visit on Sunday. President Biden vowing, I will, I will, to a community devastated and desperate for change. I grew up here in Uvalde and I just, it breaks my heart. I have no words. Silence from Uvalde's police department, whose response that day, along with the school district police and other responding law enforcement, will get a formal critical incident review by the Department of Justice. One of the most glaring revelations, nearly 20 officers stood in the hallway of the school for more than 45 minutes before getting inside to kill the shooter. Democratic Texas State Senator Roland Gutierrez, like many in Uvalde, was stunned to learn children were inside the room with the shooter, some in the school even calling 911, begging for police to help. One round for this little girl, likely bled out. Had we had law enforcement going in there earlier, this little girl might have lived. Now, it's already hard enough for students at Robb Elementary School to fathom going back to school, let alone into the exact buildings where the shooting unraveled. So lawmakers right now are already talking about knocking down the school and building a new one. Mike. Jeff Paul and Uvalde tonight. Jeff, thanks very much. So we've heard uh, a lot about the response from the police, from the, the off-duty border patrol. Um, I think what's really interesting about this is how much misinformation and potentially disinformation that we got during the first few days. Uh, a lot of covering for police. There was, a, you know, Governor Abbott gave a press conference where we covered that, where Beto O'Rourke, you know, came up and, and made a scene in it. Well, during that press conference, he was praising the police and over the weekend came out and said he was absolutely livid because he had been misled about what the response of the police actually was. Well, it, it's not, the, my issue is that we, when they're creating a narrative that strips the American people of their ability to just protect themselves. I mean, let's just let's just call this what it is. It's it is a run on a narrative. It is not a run on truth. Not, nothing that they're saying is true. Right. And you, you know, I, I don't know if you saw the video, Mr. Producer. I don't know if you have that ready, but the the video of Biden calling for saying that that a nine millimeter literally will explode the lung, and that a twenty two, all you have a chance of surviving, but a, a nine millimeter. You know, it, it'll literally blow out the lung. Mr. Producer, okay. do you have that? And then after that, well, we'll I'll get it. Just give me yeah, a let him pull it up. But I remember I saw that too. And after, uh, after he said that, he said, "So there's no reason that anybody would need a nine millimeter." So the the answer from the Biden administration is, "We can't have guns that kill too good, right? You can't have a well, nine millimeter for self defense because you might actually kill. You might destroy the lung of the perpetrator." 
Well, and I think that anyone that knows anything about a 22 knows that the that you could shoot somebody 30 times. They may eventually die, but they're going to be able to do their damage to you and kill you long before you're able to neutralize that threat. And you know, I think that uh, I think we have to start looking at ways that we can stand up together and counter the protesters. I I think yeah. that this is the hill to die. On. This is the hill to die on. So Completely. we've got to get millions of people. Yeah, I completely agree. And um, there's a, an article that came out on Friday in U.S. News and World Report. Uh, the Buffalo shootings exposed the myth of the good guy with a gun. And uh, we, we have that. We can pull it. We can pull it up after we play that other video. But uh, there the narrative is in overdrive. Right. It's, uh, you know, all all mockingbird mouths on deck for this one as they try to combat any any, uh, you know, logical discussion and debate on gun rights in the U.S. Um, I'm not sure if we lost. I, I think that. I, I, no. You, oh, am I there? I, I can hear no, you. I can't see not. you anymore. We can, yeah, we can hear you, Joe. Um, and I do both. have the, the uh, video of Biden. OK, let's go ahead and play that while we try to get his video back. It is significantly cut down that murder. And so there's only one reason for something that can fire, you know, a hundred shots. I mean, and I, I'll just conclude this. Look, when I first started doing hearings on the issue of what rational gun laws should be, it was during a period when I was a senator and the death rate was going up. Not that many more people were being shot, but the death rate was up. I went, I think it was the Hamaster, I think it was Kahneman Hospital in New York, whatever the largest trauma hospital is. And I sat with a trauma doctor. I asked him, I said, what's the difference? Why are so many people, not, not that many more people are being shot. This is now 20 years ago, it was I said, why are they dying? And they showed me an a, 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 a x-ray. He said, a 22 caliber bullet will lodge in a lung. And we can probably get it out, maybe able to get it, and save the life. A nine millimeter bullet blows the lung out of the body. So the idea of these high caliber weapons is of there is simply no rational basis for it in terms of about self protection, hunting. I mean, I just and remember, the Constitution, the Second Amendment, was never absolute. You couldn't buy a cannon when the Second Amendment was passed. You couldn't go out and purchase a lot of weapons. And those who, not many are saying anymore, but there was a while there where people were saying that, you know, the tree of liberty is water with the blood of patriots, and Thomas what Jefferson we have to do that. is have to be able to take on the government when they're wrong. Well, to do that, you need an F-15, you know? You need a Abrams tank. I mean, so it's just... I think, I, think things, I think things have gotten so bad that everybody's getting more rational about it. At least that's my hope for. I have a goal star mom from this. I, Sir, I know you want Congress to act, but do you believe as president you have a particular responsibility now? Oh, I know I have to, but I, I, there's a constitution. I can't dictate this stuff. I can do the things I've done, and any executive action I can take, I'll continue to take. But I can't outlaw a weapon. I can't, you know, change the background check. I can't do that. Okay, so, so, so I want to be clear about what we just heard. Number one, you could buy a cannon when the Second Amendment was, was enacted. You actually could. Matter of fact, you can still buy a cannon. You could buy one today. 
So, so he's a liar there. He's a liar in the fact that when you're shot with a 9 millimeter, it'll blow the lung out of the body. That's not a lie. That's a lie. He, he's lying when he says that not many people are, are for, uh, uh, that most people are for gun confiscation and or uh, regulation. That's a lie. It's all a lie. These people are liars. And so as and Americans- And the Second Amendment is ne was never absolute, also a lie. Shall not Amendment, be infringed. And, 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 and thinking that people are, are thinking that way. And you have uh, Pierre uh, of the NRA. That guy's a plant. He's a plant for the radical left to come in and weaken what we are as a nation. Absolute plant. And, and we keep talking about the Second Amendment as if the Second Amendment is meant for hunting. Right. While they're tyrannically taking away our rights as Americans. Well, and I mean, he said it again. Look, that the F-16 comment, the Abrams tank comment, right? If you want to take on the government, you're going to have to, you're going to need equipment that you can't get. He's basically saying that, you know, you're, you're, you American people, you have to suck it up and deal with it. You have to take whatever we give you because there's nothing you can do about it. Look, they, they, they are elections from us at a record clip. They are literally installing people in positions of trust and authority across the entire nation. And you can sit here and tell me that that's not true, but it's absolutely true. You have to you have to be able to take over and manipulate elections in order to do the things that they're doing inside of our country and make people believe that these people represent the interests of the people, but they don't. One, one of the reasons why we know that President Trump was as popular as he was with Democrats and Republicans is because people on both sides of the aisle recognize that this that the radical left is literally trying to destroy everything this country stands for. And, and the things that they're talking about and the things that they're writing, they're just not true. You know, the Washington Post put out an article just today or, or yesterday. And in that, in that article, they said that there was 15 mass shootings over the holiday weekend. So I went through and started doing research on these mass shootings across. No, they're not. They're gang-related shootings in some of the most highly contested, highly regulated, gun-restricted cities in the nation. All of them. Not one or two or three or four of them, all of them. So we find ourselves in this place where we're having a conversation about the Second Amendment and we can't defend ourselves. And they're sitting here mocking us saying, well, if you want to take on the United States government, you're going to have to, you're going to need an Abrams tank. You're going to need F-16s. No, I don't. I don't need either one of those things. People to rise up collectively together and tell them that they don't represent the interests of the people. And what they don't realize is that most people feel this way. Oh, they do realize it, but they want to use the media and other sources in order to try and convince us that the masses feel differently. Well, and in terms of using the media to try and convince us that uh, reality isn't real, Mr. Du Mr. Producer, can you please pull up A2? Uh, this this report from U.S. News and World Report, Uvalde Buffalo shootings expose the myth of the good guy with a gun. So they're trying to say, you know, that that uh, it just doesn't happen, right? You could I'll, I'll just read a little bit of this if you want to scroll scroll down from white-hatted cowboys in movie westerns to cigarette-smoking, trench-coated fictional private detectives. The gun-packing hero, white-hatted cowboys. Oh. 
The, the gunpacking hero has been celebrated in American popular culture as the ultimate weapon in a central battle between good and evil. In real life, the idea has been promoted as an answer to mass shootings. In 2012, after 20 children and six adults were gunned down at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, National Rifle Association CEO Wayne LaPierre voiced his solution. Quote, the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun, end quote, LaPierre said at the time. After the Uvalde, Texas massacre, in which a gunman killed 19 elementary schoolers and two teachers, calls came from Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton and other Republicans to arm teachers, an idea vehemently rejected by teachers unions, and add more gun-carrying security at schools. So um, if you scroll down just a little bit more... Yeah, so uh, for let's, those... Let's talk about that ahead. for a minute. Just yeah, go ahead. a quick second, Mr. Producer. If, if, we, if they're saying that we need to get resource officers, that's the resource officers out of schools. So you had Democrats saying, let's get police out. Let's not from the teachers. Now that solves the problem. Now servicing this is you get those people out of the school and you, somebody decides to bring a gun. Now you say you, you get rid of guns. Let's say that they, 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 that they say that they do what Canada did and they just come in and they get rid of guns. What's next, a knife? And then how do you protect teachers and students from someone with a knife? You do the same thing they did in the UK where you ban knives? See, you're never gonna be able to run away from evil. Yeah. But right now, they've come to our, for our First Amendment. They've used technology in order to silence us and to get rid of the majority voice. They've used that. And now they're coming for the Second Amendment, and they're creating, they're creating the problems that we have today. Go ahead. You can go back and read it. Read the other thing now. Yeah. So if you'll, Mr. Producer, just scroll down uh, three paragraphs below the, the picture of the women. Cry. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. The romantic notion of a good guy Avenger is rooted in American pulp fiction and crime fiction, says Georgetown University professor Susanna Lee, author of the book, quote, Hardboiled hard Crime Fiction and the Decline of Moral Authority, end quote. Characters such as Sam Spade and Philip Marlowe, always shooting the bad guys and never missing, feed a myth of being both invulnerable and righteous by virtue of carrying a gun, she says. This is something, quote, this is something particular to American fiction, the romanticized notion of the man who is alone and armed, end quote. And it's particularly American on a second level, that being that Americans are uniquely not just willing, but eager to mix fiction and reality. The fiction is that having a gun is an extension of strength, confidence, and self-possession. But gun ownership and gun use is really all about men feeling fearful, inadequate, and vengeful, Lee adds. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so, let, let, I mean, let's, let's talk ahead. about this. Yeah. Po powerful. You don't feel, feel powerful with a gun. You feel equal. You feel You take away that gun and, and, and you take away, and by the way, it's not just for men. It's for women as well. Maybe we should play this if we can. Um, excuse me, not play this, but maybe we should talk about this. And that is, do you remember FBI groomed, tried to, to uh, force their son into a uh, right-wing terrorist plot? No, I don't did know, you, you know remember about that, that one. Let's, uh, Mr. Producer, I just put it up. Parents catch FBI and plot to force mentally ill son uh, to be a right-wing terrorist. And this August was in... 17th, um, 2017. This is 2017. 
and it's become a near weekly occurrence somewhere in the in the in the in some state the fbi will announce that they've foiled yet another terrorist plot and saved lives has however data shows the majority of these cases involve psychologically diminished pansies who have who have been groomed armed and entrapped by fbi agents simply put the fbi manufactures terror threats and then takes credit for stopping them they've been doing this for years by the way yeah. Well, many of our cases are garnered attention and have been ex exposed in the alternative media. A recent case out of Oklahoma sets a new low for the FBI, exposes how insidious these plots can be. This is a real, this is a real thing. This is a real thing. Yeah, you know, I'm reminded of, uh, I went to a barbecue last year for a uh, sheriff candidate who's down in Colorado Springs. I'm not going to mention his name, but um, he's dating a FBI agent. And so the, you know, the FBI had come to my house after our January or April 24th presentation last year. And so I sat down and I talked with her, the FBI agent who was there at her uh, boyfriend's campaign launch. And she told me, you know, I, I said to her, how can you be confident in working that you're working for an agency that's protecting liberty when we see what happened with Lisa Page and uh, Peter Strzok and and the at, at that time you know a lot of that Russian collusion stuff was coming out as fake, and she said, "Well, I understand what you're saying, but they were all fired. <laughs> all the bad guys in the they FBI." Were not were fired, right? But that was her fired. point. Was this was an isolated small group of bad guys? It was the entire leadership of the FBI. But this is the this is a small group of bad guys, and they're gone now. So you can trust us again because we would never. Uh, the FBI is an institution, is a great institution. We would never do anything. Okay, Gretchen Whitmer. Okay, January sixth. Okay, this story that you just put up on 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 parents busting. Uh, busting the FBI, trying to get their paranoid schizophrenic son to commit a mass shooting. I had a brother-in-law who uh, was paranoid schizophrenic before he hung himself. And um, it's an absolutely horrifying disease. Absolutely terrified. People who have paranoid schizophrenia live in those delusions. They, they believe that the people are trying to kill them. They believe that, that whatever their delusions are, that that's the reality that they're living in. The idea that our law enforcement is taking somebody that is that mentally ill, that is living in a fear-based delusion, who thinks everybody's out to get them, everybody's out to kill them, that they're taking that and manipulating that and using that against the American people, that they're turning paranoid schizophrenics into school shooters into mass shooters, into in, in, in to, to what? To bring about more gun control, to bring about more, more government power and control. The FBI is a terrorist organization. So, so let's, let me just read a little down on this because I think it's important. And, uh, um, and this is directly from the, the parents. Um, when they began grooming him, according to I knew that Varnell was declared mentally unfair fit to live by himself and that he was a paranoid schizophrenic without their criminal informant and the FBI playing mind games with this vulnerable man, the idea of him committing an act of terror would have likely never materialized. And this is a quote from them. What the public should know, looking for is the fact the FBI gave our son the means to make this happen. He had no job, no money, no vehicle, and no driver's license due to the fact that he's a schizophrenic. And we as parents do everything we can possible to keep him safe and functional. He has suffered through the countless serious, full-blown schizophrenic delusional episodes. 
and he has been put in numerous mental hospitals since he was 16 years old. The FBI came and picked him up from our home. They gave him a vehicle, gave him a fake bomb, and every means to make this happen, none of which would have access on his own. The parents noted that during the setup, the suspected something was going on, and Jerry's father told the informant to stay away from their son. However, according to their parents, the informant continued to sneak into our residence. The FBI paid him to continue this operation. I believe that they have cleared his criminal record. Because they knew Vernell had serious mental disabilities, the FBI should have stopped their plans to do this and immediately sought an option of hospitalization. However, they passed on. So, I mean, as, as we look through the things that we're talking about with the FBI, the, the, you, you cannot ignore what we're going through as a nation. And, and you know, I don't want to sit here and, and talk about the FBI being evil or not evil. I would just uh, appeal to those people within the FBI who are not evil saying, when the time comes, you're going to have to stand up on the side of the American people. You're going to have to make a decision. We don't need F-16s and howitzers and, and Abram tanks if we have people within the constructs of our government that have the courage to stand up and stand shoulder to shoulder with those Americans that they're literally making the enemy of the state, which is most Americans, by the way. Yeah, I'd like to read just... Uh one more bit from this that his, uh, his family said, quote, underneath his condition, he's a sweethearted person, and we're extremely shocked that this event happened. However, what truly has us flabbergasted is the fact that the FBI knew he was a schizophrenic. Um, the majority of paranoid schizophrenics are not violent. They're not violent people. They're not dangerous people. They're very, very sick. It's an absolutely horrible disease. And when they talk about, you know, um, the suffered through countless serious full-blown schizophrenic delusions, I've been through that. I've, I've, I've been through that where my brother-in-law was convinced that my eight-year-old son had poisoned his food. Um, it is an absolutely horrible disease. The idea that our government would take somebody with that disease, well knowing that they have that disease, and exploit it for governmental or power-based gains of some kind is, I, I mean, I don't think it's up for debate whether or not that's evil. That's evil. There's, there's no other answer to it. Finding vulnerable people. We have a mental health crisis in this country, and I certainly don't want the government involved in deciding who has mental health and who doesn't and red flag laws and all of that, right? I don't want any of that. But the idea that you're going to take people out of the mental health crisis and use them to perpetuate your agenda, take American citizens who have a severe mental illness and turn them into horrible perpetrators on society, and our government is doing it, that's evil. Yeah, so they, they've been going back since, you know, for the last couple of decades. This is not, this is not a new concept of what they're doing in the United States. You know, back on track to what we're talking about when they try to take away our guns. And I want to, I think that we, we, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about a, if we, if we didn't talk about a case, a landmark case um, in uh, Gonzalez versus Castle Rock. And the, the reason why this particular case is so scary Egregious. in response to everything that the radical left is doing, and let's just, let's just, let's, let's just, let's call it what it is. Th these are not Americans. Biden is not an American. 
Biden is a traitor to this nation. The people on the left and the right, the rhinos, and we'll call them rhinos, Republican in the name only. Let's just call them what they are. They are un-American traitors. These are treasonous traitors. These are not, these are not people that we're talking about that, that uh, f frankly, have the ability to, uh, to, to have reason or, or to, to be sensible. They're, they're not sensible people. And so as, as, we start, as we start talking about this Gonzalez versus Castle Rock, this case specifically shows you that the, that, that the police don't have an obligation to protect you and your family. So let me just tell you a little bit about this case. Hang this on case was second, in Castle Joe, Rock, Colorado, before, so where, where I live. Before, before we jump into that, before we jump into uh, Castle Rock versus Gonzalez, let's, uh, let's talk about how to make sure that we're not being tracked online by the FBI or by anyone else. This podcast brought to you by our sponsor, IPVanish. If you're tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet, may advertisers know a little bit too much about you, you're concerned about the privacy of your identity. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even your devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you do that, you, all your private details, passwords, communications, history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. IPVanish, for our listeners, is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan to our list with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. It's easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know what's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with a brand rate of 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash daily. The dot slash daily is important. So it's ipvanish.com slash daily. Use promo code daily and save 70%. So we're going to get into uh, Gonzalez versus uh, Castle. Is it Castle Rock versus Gonzalez or Gonzalez? It's Gonzalez versus Castle Rock, right? She she sued the police. It's Gonzalez versus Castle Rock. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, this and this the, I dug the, into this case this crazy, weekend. The crazy. Go ahead. No, this is, and I know you can't. You guys can't see me. Uh, we'll we'll try to figure out why the the video is going off and on, but. Um, this case was parents were divorced. Just kind of, they had kids. Three of them. Um, the the mother called called the police and said, "Hey, listen, my she had a ex restraining order. The kids hasn't returned the kids. The she didn't have a restraining order, but the police had given them given the parent, the father the ability to have the kids. So he picked the kids up, took the kids. He was late bringing them home. She." She warned everyone. She told them that it was a problem. They didn't respond. And again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this. Did not respond. Um, he took the, the three girls in violation of the order. Wasn't supposed to have the kids pass that. Jessica Gonzalez called the police. Um, 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. And um, he visited the police station in person at 12.40 the next day. So this is on June 22nd, June 23rd. Prior to the second call, Simon had called Jessica and stated that he had the daughters with him at the amusement park in Denver. However, since uh, she from time to time had allowed him to take the children at various hours, the police took no action. Yeah. Took no, she, no action. Said if they're not back at by 10, in the morning, 10 p.m., call us back. So the, the so Simon appeared at the Castle Rock Police Station um, at 3:20 in the morning and was killed in a shootout with the officers. Uh, 
searched the vehicle, revealed the bodies of his three daughters who were determined to have been killed prior to the arrival at the police station. Um, there was it, this. This is where it gets really crazy. When this case went to court, when it went to the Supreme Court, they, the Supreme Court actually reversed a Tenth Circuit decision, and, and this is this is crazy because they said that the police do not have an obligation to protect you. I believe that this case changed the trajectory of what we do in our. Oh, did he freeze up? Our, our community, because now they don't they don't have to. They show up 12, 13, 15 minutes, 15 minutes later. Yeah, I did freeze up there for a minute. Um, <laughs> no, you're guys, back. we'll we just figure it. this out when we go offline. Yeah. Yeah, so so uh, they determined that you don't have a right, and, and in the case, it's called a property right. You don't have a property right to assistance from the police. So someone comes and takes your three children. You know that they're a risk. You have a restraining order against them. You call the police. They say, call us back in several hours if they're not back. You say, no, this guy's dangerous. He's got my kids, my three girls. They're, they're, they're in danger with this guy. Oh, no, you know, it's we know you have a restraining order, but, you know, I mean... You kind of let this happen. You let it slide. You've let him take the kids here and there and everywhere. So we're just going to wait and see what happens. And her three daughters are dead. And the court, all the way up to the Supreme Court, ruled that the police did nothing wrong. That there is no constitutional right to support from the police. Right? So, so we don't even need to defund them. In fact, if they're not required to support us, I might be on the the side of defunding the police if the police are not going to support the people and not going to rescue three children who might be killed by their father um not it's 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 ridiculous yeah, but, but that is the law they, of the even, land even if you take out of the, the equation the actual of the police department if it's not to protect our kids that are in a school Let's call it Uvalde. If it's not in, if it's if it's not in their best interest to protect children in domestic disputes and and those most vulnerable, because I think that's the parallel here. And Uvalde, they sat for forty five minutes outside the classroom while a child bled. Was it said that by the way? And that the time they're talking about how they can take away our gun rights, take away our ammunition, take away the things that are of us, like they, the, the things that protect our family. Yet they won't protect our family. And, and they don't have a solution for how to protect our family against a madman with a hammer or a madman with a with a knife. And the only uh, equalization for 110 pen, let's just call it that, for a child is a gun. And so, so, so they're literally not making sense at all. And for those people that stood outside the NRA, these ravaged animals that stood outside the, the NRA, these are paid protesters. I want to be really clear. These people are paid by nonprofits around the nation to look like that is the normal across the nation of what people think. They're paid protesters. And I'm actually ashamed that there's not influencers out there right now that aren't standing up and saying, hey, listen, we, we probably need to do something about all this. We probably need to stand up together and say, you know, no, no, these leaders don't represent us. And by the way, they have security and they're all carrying weapons. And if we were to try and attack one of the people that are in their entourage, they would shoot us dead. Yet they don't want us to have the ability to protect our families against madmen, people that would do harm to our children. 
I'm, I'm actually way where we, we start breaking down the these these mainstream norms and and getting to a place where we can actually talk about the sensibilities. And the Second Amendment is All right. Looks like we're still having some technical difficulties with Joe. Oh, and he's back again. Um, I think let's let's see if we can sort that out. In the meantime, we would need to make sure that uh, we're putting our money in the appropriate place. Seeing a lot of ba banks out there pandering to current trends at the cost of the customer, but there's one that's not afraid to make bold decisions that put customers first, even if it's going to make the headlines. That's Axos Bank. Do a quick search and you'll see what I mean. This is a bank that's all about integrity, fairness, and the freedom to do business without compromising our values. Take a look at the rewards checking account where you can earn their highest interest rate, and it's a big one. Listeners can get a $150 bonus if you open it by July 31st. Go to axosbank.com slash daily for full details. That's axosbank.com slash d-a-i-l-y. And for that cash bonus, you only need a $1,500 direct deposit within the first three months of opening your rewards checking account. Axos Bank is federally insured, member of the FDIC, and they're for us, all of us. AxosBank.com slash daily. Go check them out. All right. So, uh, you know, we talked all about right. how, how the narrative is, is shifting around on this, this issue and how, uh, you know, we, we talked a little bit about that, um, you know, that the, the good guy with a gun is a myth. And it's just because us Americans, we have, we have these crazy fictional ideas of heroism that don't really exist. Um, but what's really interesting, can you pull up A3, Mr. Producer? As if, uh, as if by magic, uh, this guy... 37-year-old Dennis Butler, he opened fire at a graduation party. Extensive criminal record that includes charges of DUI, domestic battery, and um, among other charges. What became of this guy? Well, he was shot by a good woman with a gun. He opened fire on a graduation party. Who was no loss of life. Right, go ahead, Joe. No, it... it, it this the case of he was spraying bullets at a grad party. She took out her handgun, probably a nine millimeter, and put down the threat. That's what happened. We we want to act as if you know. Here, here's my problem. We want to act somewhere along the line that we should be pandering to these people. You're pandering to what exactly? Like what is the alternative? Having a gun, being able to defend people at a graduation party. What what do you think? How do you think that would have ended, Ash? Well, I think it would have ended with a lot of people dead, and there was no loss of life because of what the good woman with a gun did. Wasn't a myth, wasn't fiction, wasn't a fantasy, uh, wasn't, you know, picturing John Wayne and, and pretending it was an actual trained adult American citizen with a gun. And she stopped what could have potentially been massive loss of life because she used her gun, which, as Joe said, was probably not a twenty-two. Uh, it was probably a nine millimeter or a 45 or another large caliber that they want to ban. Good guys with guns save lives. And in fact, the only thing that would have helped in the Uvalde shooting was good guys with guns, was people inside that school that were trained, armed, 
and willing to do what was necessary. Instead, we had the police respond and wait outside for 45 minutes to an hour. We had people in the hallways, according to the news media, policemen in the hallways, but too afraid, too tied up in their protocol, too, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know why they made the decision to wait and allow those 19 children and two teachers to be slaughtered, but they did. And so the same crowd that wants to defund the police and make it so their response times are even worse, and, and why, honestly, would they run into a building when they're constantly being painted as, as the, the perpetrators of crime? It's not a surprise that we don't have that we have police who are you know thinking twice before going to help uh, to help Americans in danger because police have been demonized for the past several years. Now the police in this situation deserve to be demonized. They allowed these children to be slaughtered, but the fact remains that the same people who are saying defund the police are also saying take away Americans' guns. So if we're defunding the police who already can't save you in a crisis, have no legal requirement to save you in a crisis, and frankly won't, and then they're going to take your guns away as well. So what we're really saying is that you no longer have a right to self-defense in this country. That is what the left wants. That's what the Uniparty cartel wants. They want you helpless and reliant upon government. Well, I mean, if we look at what has been done in every country around the nation, around the world, I don't understand how people can't see this. I don't understand. I don't understand how people can't understand it. I don't understand why they don't see it. I don't, I, I mean, I, I have a serious problem trying to figure out why people are not more upset about this. Why are they, why are, why, why is this not the hill to die on? I mean, we talk about the First Amendment and taking away our rights and, and Google pressing down real information in, in the search engines. We talk about the things that are happening with the, the mainstream media and using these parroting people that literally are pushing the same message. Let, let's, let's ask the question. Let's, let's, go, let's go directly to the, the, uh, the other article if we can. I, th I think this, this just tells a story. This is in Washington Post. U.S. March Memorial Day meetings but it never happened it never happened since uvalde texas elementary school tragedy there have been at least 15 other shootings at least four victims so so listen let me, let me just put this for you it, it says at the top that u.s marks memorial day weekend with at least 12 mass shootings and then goes down to say that there have been at least 15 other shootings at least four of the victims saying there wasn't 12 mass shootings now it's 15 they can't get their story straight Yeah, I believe it also says in this and article. People are. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I think it also it also says in in the article that they don't count um, they don't count deaths where the FBI accidentally shot someone that was helping because they thought that they were a bad guy. <laughs> so that seems like an important statistic that w that we should track. But but they don't track that. But they do count. Um, they do count, uh, how do they say it, if a, if a weapon has been brandished but not discharged. So they count that as, a sh as one of the shootings, if somebody brandishes a weapon but doesn't use it. But they don't count so, so when the FBI accidentally shoots good people, which, because they don't count it, makes me think it happens a lot more than they tell us. 
So, so if we go to B3, this is gun violence archives. This is the first four months of U.S. gun violence in 2022 as of May 2nd. And it goes through and says that 6,296 gun deaths, 11,653 gun injuries, 173 mass shootings, 325 children shot, 1,480 shot, 360 incidents of, gun, of defensive gun use. This is the lie. This is the lie. This is the lie. I just want to be really clear. This is the absolute lie of these people. One point, there's a study, literally, this is a study, 1.4 million, 1.4 million total uses for defensive gun, gun uses in the United States a year, 1.4 million. And yet this sits here and says that, oh, it's 360. So what do you believe? What do you believe, Ash? Um, I believe that the numbers about gun violence and gun deaths mirror the types of data analysis that we saw in COVID deaths and cases. I think that they're using data and they're manipulating it to uh, control. I don't believe anything that this regime says. Whether we're talking about them at a state level or a federal level, I don't believe anything that they say because they lie to us all the time. And I think that the, uh, the answer, what they're looking for, the, the goal of what they're trying to accomplish, Mr. Producer, play A4, please. Here's what we will do to end gun violence. We will ban military-style assault rifles and start a buyback program for all military-grade weapons that were legally purchased. Australia 2.0. And we will work with the provinces and territories to enable municipalities to restrict handguns. That's what a re-elected liberal government will do. But I'll also tell you what we won't do. We will not bring back the long gun registry. And we will continue to respect Canadian farmers and hunters. But we know you do not need a military-grade assault weapon, one designed to kill the largest number of people in the shortest amount of time, to take down a deer. And on this particular issue, here's the hard truth. People are dying. Families are grieving. Communities are suffering. So we're going to do more and we're going to do better. Thoughts and prayers are just not going to cut it. The choice could not be clearer. Liberals are for tougher gun laws. Conservatives are for weaker gun laws. That's okay, you can pull them down. Charles put in the chat, don't do it, Canada. That's right. That's right, this is Australia 2.0. Um, same, same kind of process, same kind of uh, uh, tactics, right? We're going to do a buyback. We're going to put in stronger restrictions. Over the next couple of years, Canada Canadians are going to lose their guns and then probably like Australians end up in camps. So uh, that's, that's what, that's what you, can, you, you can hear it, right? I mean, Trudeau, I can't believe that guy's still walking around drawing breath. After, after the truckers and, uh, and what happened in um, Ottawa, 
it's amazing. It's amazing to me that the people of Canada are going to allow uh, are going to allow more tyranny. Um, going to allow their government to disarm them, to make them weaker, and to make them more vulnerable. But here we are. That's that's what governments are doing, and that's what our government is looking to do. Um, so if we want to, let's go. Uh, let, so so I want to talk back about the Supreme Court case that we talked about a little bit on Friday, and we're going to go through this quickly because we're almost out of time. And uh, Mr. Producer, just let me know if we get Joe back. Um, but let's pull up uh, C1, please. So reminder to everyone, while we're talking about gun violence and we're, we're talking about what to do about guns, the Supreme Court is in the process of uh, deciding on gun rights. So as Apollo and I talked about on Friday, the Supreme Court case is uh, Supreme Court is on the verge of deciding its very first gun carry case, and the impact of its decision could be substantial. New York Rifle and Pistol Association, backed by the National Rifle Association, is challenging the law that governs how concealed handgun permits are issued in New York. As things stand now, the government officials have discretion to decide who has a good reason for carrying a gun in most public places. They can and almost do deny applicants, even if they've passed the required background check and the necessary training. The good reason, if you go to the next one, uh, the good reason standard is rare. The U.S. is rare in the U.S. Only eight states currently allow officials to use their subjective judgment in issuing gun carry permits. All the other states and Washington, D.C. either require permits to be issued to anyone who qualifies for them or don't require a permit at all. However, the eight aforementioned states, including Chicago, or, sorry, California, Maryland, New Jersey, are some of the most populous in the country. About 25% of Americans live in jurisdictions with good reason clauses. The policies are rare, but they still govern a significant number of people. So 25% of Americans have uh, similar laws to this, you can pull that down, have similar laws to this new New York law that's being challenged in the Supreme Court right now. We went through this New York law on Friday, um, Apollo and I did, and if you missed that show, go back and watch it, the Friday afternoon show, because it's really stunning what's in this law. They've put in all of the leftist fever dreams about gun confiscation into the law, right? You've got the good reason clause, meaning the government can say, sorry, you don't have a reason to need to carry that gun. Self-defense is not a viable reason under New York state law. You have to have a good reason. You have to be, you know, retired military or uh, they, have, they have a whole list. We went through on Friday a whole list of what qualifies as good reasons. But they've also got red flag laws in there. They've got, it's, it's all... It's all packed on, uh, packed into this New York law. Uh, the plaintiffs, and you could pull up a C3, please, Mr. Producer. The plaintiffs in the New York lawsuit, so that's the national, the, the New York, uh, the New York uh, uh, entity and the National Rifle Association. The plaintiffs in the New York lawsuit argue this subjective good reason standard violates the Second Amendment and should be struck down. They are absolutely correct. New York argues it is in line with historical precedent and necessary to ensure public safety. How the court comes down on the question will directly impact whether millions of Americans, again, remember 25% of Americans are under this good, good reason clause, how the court comes down on the question will directly impact whether millions of Americans can legally carry guns and perhaps indirectly impact how all gun litigation proceeds 
from now on. So as we are all, you can pull it down, as we are all talking about the horror in Uvalde or Buffalo, um, talking about 12 shootings over, mass shootings over Memorial Day weekend, talking about what Canada is doing to disarm its population and make them more vulnerable. This is all centering around, coincidentally, right, this is all just a big massive coincidence that the Supreme Court is getting ready to rule on this case with regards to the New York law. Coincidence. It's all a coincidence. That's what they, uh, that's what they want us to believe. Um, could you pull up C8, please? Mr. Producer, this is a, another article on the same Supreme Court fight. Faced with the question, does the constitutional right to a gun, uh, to possess a gun extend outside the home? This goes back again to the good, good reason, right? Do you have a, you can, you can protect your home and your property. The, the second amendment is clear on that. But if you, if you step off your property, your, your body apparently is not, you don't have a property, right? You don't have the right to, to defend your, your body if you're out in the world. That's what they're asking here. The majority of the Supreme Court appears to be heading toward the answer. Yes. On November 3rd, 2012, justices heard, 2021 is what that's supposed to say. Justices heard oral arguments over New York's restrictions on the carrying of firearms in public. Supreme Court watchers reported that conservative justices who make up the bulk of the court appear to be of the view that the state's law laws contravene individuals' right to self-defense outside of their own property. Why isn't it good enough to say, I live in a violent area and I want to be able to defend myself, Justice Brett Kavanaugh wondered. So that's, uh, that, that, that's the context of this gun debate. That we're, that we're having right now. So we're having, a, we're having a debate about what are we gonna do about guns. We saw Michael Moore say we need to repeal the Second Amendment. We've played that clip too many times, I don't wanna play it again. I can't stand that guy, he's disgusting. But we've seen it, right? We've seen them all calling for it. Twitter is full of what possible need does a regular person need to have a military style assault rifle or whatever terminology they're using? Well, ending a mass shooter? Self-defense, protecting our most vulnerable, and yes, defending ourselves against a tyrannical government. Those are the reasons. Those are the reasons in the Constitution. And uh, this is the hill to die on. So, Mr. Producer, I think we are just about out of time. We are. Hey, if you are, uh, if you're a fan of the show, head on over to my pillow. Father's Day is coming up, and uh, in addition to getting your your father Liberty cigar, a new handgun, and some more ammo because we all need it, you can also get them the best slippers in the entire world. Uh, I barely ever take mine off. I'm wearing sandals right now, and very unhappy because I don't have my my slippers on. I love my my slippers. I love the throw blankets. I love the sheets, the duvet covers. Uh, all of it, and of course the pillows. The pillows are incredibly comfortable, incredibly the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, as they say. Use code CD1. Uh, head over to my CD21. CD21. Thank you. I do that all the time. CD21 because uh, it's last year 21. We need to we need to update it to 22. Use code CD21. Head over to my pillow. Support the show. Support Mike Lindell and get incredible products. Um, and get your get your dad or your husband something really good for. Uh, for Father's Day. He likely deserves it. And then, you know, go get him some more ammo because we all need that. Never have enough ammo. You can never have enough ammo. So we are out of time. 
Mr. Producer, I don't, I don't have a write-up on the end of the show. I can, I can tell you what I would say, which is, I'm Ash at America, Ash with an E, everywhere. This is Conservative Daily, at Conservative Daily, everywhere. And Joe Altman is at Joe Altman, everywhere. Yes, that is on Telegram, that is on uh, Joe, and I believe you, you're, I mean, Getter, uh, Gab, uh, True Social. Make sure you do go to True Social, they're on Telegram as well. Uh, you can find us. Uh, we, we are still on Twitter, though. We don't use it too much because, uh, you know, it's a bunch of bots and they hate us. Uh, but we do go I use live. It. I, I troll on Twitter all the time. I so find if you're a lot on of Twitter, If you're on Twitter, come follow me because I have a lot of fun over there. Definitely. So we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and six, uh, I'm sorry, 4 p.m. Mountain Time. That's noon and 6 p.m. Eastern. We are on, are on Lindell TV 2 during both of, of those time slots. So make sure you go check us out. You can find us live everywhere at conservative-daily.com, Rumble DLive, CloudUp, and like I said, Frank Speech. Do smash the Rumble button on your way out. This is the pivotal moment for our country and for all of us. So make sure that you are sharing truth and spreading those messages and those broadcasts that are giving you the information for you to know how and where to fight, and you are standing up for truth. Uh, you can go to Brighteon as well. There's a link in our description where you can go to the Brighteon store. They have a lot of really great uh, supplies that you will probably need in the near future. Uh, they have storable food and, and uh, other great products. So go over there and check them out. Uh, you can also find us on the audio edition if you like to listen to us when you drive uh, at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Give us a five-star review and make sure you do share this episode. Like I said before, if you want a reminder when we go live, you can text the word FREEDOM to 89517. We'll send you a text message when we're about to start so you won't miss any of the very, very important information that we're going to be sharing with you over the next uh, days and weeks and months. You can also go to the link in our description. You'll get our newsletter as well as the daily fax blast, which are a very, very important tool. Uh, regarding the fax blast, if you go to conservative-daily.com, you can become a member. God bless and thank you to all of you who have already done this. For as little as $10 a month, uh, you know you can buy us a coffee, however you want to put that. But as you go up in the other memberships, you get access to a lot of special content just for you, as well as ridiculous discounts on the Fax Blasts. Uh, so again, thank you to those who have uh, already become a member. And for those of you who will, uh, thank you. Thank you for being a part of the true resistance to the tyranny that we are seeing unfolding in our country today. Uh, but that's it. Yeah, and if I could just say, you know, in, in 2 Thessalonians 3.16, it says, Now may the Lord of peace give you peace. We are, you know, I, I saw um, Greg Phillips' interview on Patel Patriot, which was great. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Uh, and he said, this is a thousand-front war. It is. We feel like we're being attacked all over the place, every which way and direction. And oftentimes it feels like we're losing. But we've already won. We've already won. And uh, we, we cannot be demoralized. We cannot be... Um, reacting to the winds of change, reacting to the, uh, the, the things that, that our enemies keep throwing, keep throwing at us. We need to remember peace. We need to remember where our strength comes from. Lift your eyes up to the hills and remember where your strength comes from. God has already won. And so we can have peace. Now may the Lord of peace give you peace. And I'm just going to pray um, really quickly and simply for everybody listening to this show and um, for, for everybody putting on this show. Heavenly Father, we just, we lift you up. We praise you, Father. We thank you. We're so incredibly blessed. 
to have the privilege of being in America, to have the, the privilege of being awake during this time, and the awesome privilege of knowing you. We ask that as our enemies try to surround us and confuse us and make us react, we ask, Lord, that you would be that still calm inside of us, that you would hold us firm, and that you would speak to us, Lord. Tell us what to do. Tell us how to react. Tell us to move or to stay firm. We want to stay in the center of your will, God. We know that you've already won this battle. We're living through it, but you've already won. And so, Lord, I just lift up everybody that's listening today. I pray that you will give them peace, that you would drench them in your supernatural peace, Lord, that you would maximize the spirit within your people and that you would give us a holy boldness that comes, that peace that, that surpasses all understanding because we know that you are in control. We know that we are on the side of righteousness, the side of justice, and the side of truth. And we ask, Lord, that you would give us the courage and the strength to stay firm in that. As the world tries to tell us every single day that we're wrong, that we're crazy, that, that our ideas are antiquated and not relevant to this, this modern world. All lies, Lord. And we just ask that, that you would help, help us to keep that supernatural calm, Lord. As the Lord of peace, Lord, please give us peace. Please give us peace and courage and boldness. Let us not be afraid. I ask that you'll be with Joe as he's traveling. I ask that you'll be with all of our producers and team here, Lord. Be with the audience and help us go out into the world this week and do your will and bring you glory because it's all about your glory, Lord. And may we be obsessed with your kingdom and complicit in bringing your kingdom about. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone. That's the show. God bless.